I'm so happy to have you here today. We are finally making it. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, yes. It's, it's actually my pleasure because I have to say that um, I met you and uh, there's like the energy of yours is something that I rarely come across. Oh. Like when you come in the room, there's just like so much energy to you. And I know you as a personal coach, uh, a trainer, and I, I totally love your technique and the approach of how you're doing it because it is very different. You're using the whole holistic approach and incorporating other techniques than just uh, body weights or, or lifting the weights or going to the gym like meditation, breathing, Qigong, and uh, that's what makes the whole difference. So I, I had the pleasure to be working with you and uh, I would highly recommend for everyone to work with you, but I would like to hear more of how did you get here and how did your journey start? So can you tell me a little bit more? Like, was it how, how did you come here to have this whole body or a holistic approach rather than, you know, the well. typical? Thank you. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here and thank you. And it's been um, amazing getting to know you and you know, being part of this journey with you. Mm. Um, so I guess, you know, I sort of believe that, that life is a journey. Um, and I've been blessed to experience both, you know, the positives and the negative sides of a journey. And I guess that's what makes it a journey is that, you know, it's, it's not perfect. And you know, we're always faced with different circumstances in life, but mm -hmm. um, it's how you sort of respond to those circumstances and and you sort of grow and you allow yourself to grow. Um, so I've been, you know, blessed every step of the way and I'm truly grateful that I get to do something that I love and that's help people mm -hmm. and help people on on different levels because we are... You know, we're, we're, we're a physical being um, and we're an emotional being and we're a spiritual being um, and we're an energetic being. So, you know, to, to just to train people physically and not consider every other element is actually not taking in our full potential. And what I've found is um, because I've constantly worked on my own enlightenment and my own growth, um, it's taken me from learning the physical side which is you know the skin the bones the muscles mm -hmm. the skeletal system the nerves and how everything functions and then you then want to know more and then it's you know i sort of went into the emotional side uh, and i was very fortunate i had incredible support around me mm -hmm. and i've always been a really good listener and i think that's really important if you want to grow you should listen to people that know more than you and I've had extraordinary mentors. Mm -hmm. So I then started on an emotional intelligence journey um, and really understanding what emotions are and being aware of what my emotions and what I'm experiencing and being aware of what other people are experiencing as well. So that's really the definition of what emotional intelligence is. Is being able to navigate through your environment of your life and being aware of what emotion you're feeling and what other people are feeling mm -hmm. and what this does is this you're not really um you're not resisting you're flowing you're going through more of a flow state 
rather than um, resisting or restraining what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And it becomes more of a natural process because emotions are energy and energy needs to flow. The second it doesn't flow, it gets stuck. And Mm -hmm. when an energy gets stuck inside you, it manifests and it becomes an illness. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people that I've worked with, I find that when I do the work on the emotional side and I really get into their emotional states and Mm -hmm. I start breaking down those blockages, that's when their transformation happens. Mm. And it's when that transformation happens that the physical body will then transform as well. Mm. I find if I don't work on the the emotional state, the emotional blockages, then there'll be a cycle of they'll get motivated, they'll feel really good, they'll feel really good, they might lose, you know, a few kilos or gain a few kilos depending on what their goals are. But then all of a sudden they'll go into the same loop and they'll they'll go back into the same and they'll they'll start the same habits and it'll mm-hmm. be more of a sort of an up and down sort of spiral. Mm-hmm. When if you work with the emotional state first, then what you've done is you've removed any blockages from allowing them to go back down and all it is is just then a just a slow increase up mm-hmm. and that's sort of what approach i take yeah that that's what i find so interesting and so important about like even wanting the results on a physical body level and that's what i experience also with you is like working with the emotional side first because that is so true there's so many people that are wanting to get results but like you said it's like you get results for two months, maybe you can push it for free, but then you go back to the to the same loop and the, you gain the weight or you lose the weight or whatever the problem was. So that is so true. But let's start from the beginning, like because you still you started as a as a physical like a trainer, like sure. a coach coach. Can you tell me about your journey? Because you're actually from Australia, but yes, now I we're am. sitting here in Estonia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ca- can you tell me a sure. little bit? OK, so it all started for me and I mean, I don't know if anybody has um, like significant time frames in their life where they can sort of go back to a defining moment, but this is really where my journey began. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was in my last year of, uh, we call it VCE, which is U12 for us. Mm-hmm. And I was like two months away from finishing. So it was sort of that, that period where you're studying for exams. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the most astute student. Um, mm-hmm. I actually found school very boring and mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with ADHD, which is attention deficit disorder. Mm-hmm. So this basically means that I've got too much energy and I can't sit down and concentrate for a period of time. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really um, the best A grade student, mm-hmm. but I was still, I had enough determination, enough energy to want to finish. Mm-hmm. So at this stage of my life, um, there was sort of like two months by the time I was going into my exams. And there was a time where my younger sister, she got a virus or she was sort of feeling sick. And after like four or five days, it wasn't, her fever went from like 38 to 39 to 40 to 41. And I remember she went to the doctors and they gave her some like general prescription pills and basically sent her home. And we didn't really think anything of it. And then I went to school that day. And then I remember being in the backyard. And this is the moment. This is the whole time frame where it Mm -hmm. all sort of changed for me. And like this memory is so like vivid. It's just, it's stained in in the Mm -hmm. the front of my mind. Mm -hmm. 
So it was just like any other day, we're playing in the backyard with my brother. And my dad comes, comes into the house after work and he comes into the backyard and he sort of called us over and it was like, John and Nicholas, you know, I need to tell you something. I said, okay, well, that's a little bit strange because it's either we're in trouble and he's yelling at us, but to sort of call us the way he did, it was sort of, so we go over and he puts his arm, one arm around me and one arm around my brother. And without saying anything, he started crying. And I never seen my father cry. And I mean, I was like 17 year old, 17 year old boy. Mm. Um, and he broke down and we were just like completely heartbroken, but we still didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then he sort of shook off the tears and he, and he come to and he said, well, your sister's been admitted to hospital. Um, she's being diagnosed with cancer. And she's basically got treatment for two years. And after that treatment, they're going to give her a 50-50 chance of, of living through it. And I, just like, literally like a whole, a whole world sort of caved mm. in on me at that moment. It was just like the weight on my shoulders was just immense. Mm. But at the same time, I sort of ha- I was being strong for my dad. Mm. So I remember the drive into the hospital and it's only like 20 minutes. The hospital is only like 15, 20 minutes from my house. But it seemed like it was like an, an eternal drive. Mm. It just went forever. Mm-hmm. And like you could imagine like as a 17-year-old as a boy, like, it's almost like my life was sort of flashing before my eyes. I didn't know what to, how, to, how to feel or what to experience. It was mm-hmm. really quite surreal. I never experienced anything like this before, previous to this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got to the hospital and we went up. There's a designated cancer ward for kids, which is extraordinary, by the way. And we got up to the, to the ward and then we walked to my sister's room. And this is the moment that changed my life forever because I wasn't expecting what was on the other side. Mm -hmm. So we opened the door to my sister's room and what I was expecting was tears and sadness. Mm -hmm. And instead, when I opened the door, my sister was sitting up on the bed with a smile on her face and there was like this, this bright shining light all around her. Wow. And we, we all walked in at the same time, me and my dad and my brother, and we were absolutely breathtaking. We, we didn't know, we didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And my sister turned around and looked at us and she goes, don't come in here with your negative energy. I'm positive and I've already beaten this. Mm. And it was like, like even now I feel like, you know, I'm getting goosebumps yeah. through my body mm-hmm. and that that positivity and that energy that's what i've been seeking for the last 22 years mm. that was that that became my mission and my goal to find out what that energy was mm-hmm. because what she said and how she felt that's the reason why she beat it and mm-hmm. even through the 2 years of treatment there was never any doubt that she wasn't going to beat it because she'd already beaten it. She'd already convinced herself that she wasn't going to be a victim. Mm-hmm. She wanted to live. 
And even if they only gave her 1% chance of living, with that attitude, she would have lived. There's no question about it. Wow, such a beautiful story. Incredible. Yeah. So my younger sister became almost like instantly my mentor. Mm -hmm. And whatever, whatever energy I felt then, and back then I didn't even see it as an energy because mm -hmm. I didn't understand energy. Yeah. I just saw it as a, um, as a positive moment. Mm -hmm. And then that led me into wanting to know, wanting to know what that, what that experience was. Mm -hmm. So then I started, you know, being curious. I wanted to know. So then I learned, um, you know, become a personal trainer and I had to go through sort of 12 months of training to learn what the physical benefits and the physical side of being a trainer is. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to learn, you know, going back to my curiosity of what I experienced at that moment, um, I really wanted to learn what emotions were. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what is joy and what is sadness and what is gratitude and what is fear and what is anger. And during that process there, that's when my transformation really started taking off. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I done a four day course in emotional intelligence and this was a breathwork course. Mm. And this really specialized the correlation between our, what we feel what we experience, what emotion we feel and what mm -hmm. emotion we experience in our physical body and how to combat that with the breath. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where it sort of, it really started to make sense mm. because the whole four day course was about being aware of what different emotions we're feeling and allowing that process to happen through the body because, mm -hmm. you know, People are of the impression that, you know, we shouldn't be sad and we shouldn't be scared and we shouldn't fear. Well, that's wrong. We mm. should experience all of these emotions. I mean, we, we, even if we don't want to, we still are. We are always, we will experience We're emotional them, you know? beings. Exactly. We, we have to feel emotions. Yeah. This is part mm. of our life experience. Yeah. We need to feel emotions. Mm -hmm. It's how you hold on to these emotions. It's how you process the emotions. That's mm -hmm. what counts, mm -hmm. you know? Holding on to a fear, holding on to a something that happened to us as a child, and allowing that that fear to determine, you know, what decisions we make as an adult, mm -hmm. is actually not benefiting us in any way. Mm -hmm. You know, so fear is a mechanism that we use. Fear is what can protect us. Mm -hmm. You know, if I don't have fear, well, then I'm just going to walk out onto that road and get hit by a car. Yeah, I need to fear that car. Mm -hmm. because that's what's going to protect me. Mm -hmm. But holding on to that fear when I'm not on the road, I'm in a house, serves me no purpose. Mm -hmm. So knowing when to use your emotions at what point is, is very, it's vital. Mm -hmm. So would you say that your transformation really became out of the emotional intelligence? Like this is something you started to... I would say, deeper? yeah, I would definitely say the emotional intelligence and the breath work is mm -hmm. when it really went to the next level. Because what happened is I integrated the emotional intelligence and the breath work into my personal training. Mm -hmm. And rather than just being a personal trainer that took you through a gym program, mm -hmm. I then started doing breath work and started working and mentoring people through their emotional states. Mm -hmm. And then what this, this did, this allowed me to really get a lot more 
um, become more successful with my clients a lot quicker. So the effectiveness of my training programs was all based around my emotional intelligence learning, Mm -hmm. which has made me really one of a kind because most trainers, they probably, um, you know, they'll go into either a human movement or a sports sort of more of a development on the physical side where I sort of chose the the emotional side to go down. Mm -hmm. And then once you sort of learn the emotions, then you realize you make a correlation between emotions and energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start going inside and, and using the breath, you can feel the energy flowing through the body. Mm-hmm. And that's when it sort of led me to Qigong. Okay. Because Qigong is breath work um, and energy movement and energy healing all in one. Mm-hmm. And that's basically where I am now, sort of practicing maybe four or five different practices all in one training or one coaching mm-hmm. well i'm so super excited i so want to experience this qigong practice with you we st- didn't get there yet but i'm we'll sure we will. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm super excited about it but <clears throat> let's uh i want to like go a bit deeper like can you talk about the coaching experience because i know that you coached like some teams am i right well i've been i've sort of coached you know um athletes um basketballers, footballers, Olympic athletes. Um, I worked with a group of Manchester United soccer players when I, when I was working in, um, in the UK. Mm. I've always been around um, and associated with elite sports athletes, mm-hmm. which is great because it's, you know, to be a personal trainer and being on that the cutting edge and, and working with the elite is actually empowering and it's a great space to be in. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but at the same time, you know, you know, I've worked with disabled children. I've mm-hmm. worked with people that have had, um, you know, debilitating injuries like car accidents. Mm. Um, actually, one of my, my greatest achievements, and I mean, everyone I help is a great achievement for mm-hmm. me. And it's actually, you know, it's it's my gift. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm proud to say it. You know, my gift is that, you know, I can, I can help people and I do help people mm-hmm. in every way, emotional, physical... Well, Spiritual. this is something I'm so happy you brought it up because that's something I really wanted to say about you. Like the energy that you have, the way you want to, like you're such a like giving soul. It's incredible. Like I'm so grateful for, Thank you. I'm so happy you're here in Estonia. I'm so happy we met because I, I was so surprised by how giving you are and how open your heart is. I, I still am. I'm so grateful you are in my life. Like, thank you for oh, <laughs> coming onto my thank path. You. But but this is really special about you. You really are a super giving uh, soul. I, I can say that with 100% clarity. Well, thank you. You made my, my heart warm up there. Thank mm-hmm. you. Well, look, you know, the one thing that I've learned is the more you give, the more you receive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is how energy works. And the more you put out there, and more importantly, the, the vibration and the frequency that you put out is what comes back. Mm-hmm. So if you want to put, you know, love and happiness and gratitude out there, it's going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's when you really understand that, and that's when it really amplifies. Mm-hmm. You sort of, you don't live based on what you think's going to happen. You actually live anticipating that good things are going to come mm-hmm. in. Yeah, yeah, that's that, beautiful. That's, that's a beautiful space to be in. That's yeah. that's that's a that's, that's an abundant amount of joy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, if there's one thing I teach and I say to all my clients is, you know, 
what's our purpose here? Like, what's our meaning? Mm-hmm. Is it to be as happy as we can in every moment and every present moment to be as happy and have as, as much joy and as much love around us as possible? Well, that's my meaning of life. Mm-hmm. So Beautiful. So yeah. I see you're doing everything to experience that. <laughs> well, look, I, I, I only, I see myself as, um, you know, even though I've been doing this for 20 years, I still see myself as a very young coach mm-hmm. because there's so much knowledge out there and there's so much ancient and really extraordinary knowledge out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, you can go from every country, uh, every continent in the world and there's there's another ancient practice out there i guess this is where it really excites me is because i've only just sort of scratched the surface mm-hmm. um and even though i've been doing qigong for a number of years i'm only just a beginner mm-hmm. um and you know every day i wake up and there's like well what's the next thing to learn mm-hmm. and what's the next person to be inspired by and what's who's the next person that i can pass that knowledge on to mm-hmm. And I think if we live in a world where we can all share our experiences and we can all grow from each other, mm-hmm. well, that's the world that I want to be part of. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's very important that people need to understand that we are a product of our environment. Mm-hmm. And if our environment is loving and caring and nurturing and you've got the right people and the right friends and the right support, Well, that's the reality that you're going to create. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I so love it because, you know, there's a lot of people. This knowledge is out there. there. It has been out there for quite some time, right? And giving is something that really is our highest purpose, I believe, too. But uh, I so appreciate people like you who are actually like, you know, walking the talk. Like you are actually living proof of this theory also. You are living it. And that for me is like beyond incredible. Like I, I love to witness people who are really also, you know, really living their truth. Thank you. Yeah, it is beautiful. But so we went into the coaching, but can you tell me like what was the journey? Then you started incorporating the emotional part and then Qigong like. Yeah, so it's, <coughs> so all of this is sort of, this journey started, you know, in 1997 and it's basically a journey of me becoming a personal trainer mm-hmm. um, starting my own company and this is back in australia and i've always mm-hmm. been very confident i guess one thing about learning emotional intelligence is it teaches you to stand up in your power mm-hmm. and understand and be proud of who you are mm-hmm. this is why it's so important and this is why i teach people and every person that i train once they make that transformation there's no going back mm-hmm. there's no going back to the person that they were the shy the timid the shameful the regret mm-hmm. the guilt it's finished mm. you stand up oh. in your power well that's big that's very big because we know as humans actually that you know once you master your emotions you master your life like emotions are kind of our biggest enemies but we don't we don't want to face them we are so scared of the negative emotions right of course. yeah so it is so important it is super profound what mm. you just said like once you can really help people master their emotions and not even to be scared about the, all the negatives 
but really like learn how to spot them and how to well you need to be aware of it yeah. and then once you're aware of it and then you can feel it well that's when you can process it mm-hmm. so i went from starting my own personal training business mm-hmm. um and that sort of went very um extremely successful mm-hmm. um, i become the only personal trainer at the age of 19 to have like nine personal trainers working directly underneath me mm. uh, and i don't quote me i think at one point i had anywhere between 250 300 clients on my books as a 19 mm. year old wow. so my business was extremely successful and this was at a point where personal training wasn't a common word yeah mm-hmm. but what happened was i I made a comment because I sat down and I related to everybody. Mm. And I guess this is the strength is once you know your power, people feel comfortable and people trust you. Mm-hmm. And if they trust you with their health and their wellness, then they're going to trust you with everything. Mm-hmm. And I've got clients that I started training 20 years ago mm-hmm. that are still my closest, nearest and dearest friends. Mm. So much to the point where um, they even flew to Estonia to be at my wedding from Australia. Wow. Because, I can totally see it happening. <laughs> yeah, because it's, you know, there's there's a bond there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're, they're all amazing, extraordinary people. Mm-hmm. And I guess the thing is that I've learned just as much from them mm-hmm. as they have from me. And that that's how relationships should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I got to sort of 20, and at the same time, I was a professional footballer. So I was playing professional sport and mm-hmm. running my personal training business. Um an extremely fit, extremely dedicated, you know, I was the sort of guy that would go to bed at like 8.30, 9 o'clock, wake up in the morning, check my heart rate, write it down in a diary, mm. write down what I have for breakfast, write down what I had for lunch, just, you know, very buy the strict. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very strict. Mm-hmm. Probably too much. Yeah. Um, but that's how it was, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and then at sort of 24, I almost felt the urge to leave the nest or explore Mm -hmm. so i on a um how do i say it on a on a thoughtless motion i booked a ticket to london Mm -hmm. um, and packed a suitcase and a backpack and moved into a a friend's house in um in notting hill Mm. so I basically left a business that was doing extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I sort of felt the need because I wasn't growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was still living at home with my mum and dad. I was 25 years old. Mm-hmm. But mum and dad had made it too easy for me. Mm-hmm. You know, being a traditional Italian um, boy or mm-hmm. having an a, Italian upbringing, you know, mum was making my bed and cooking my meals and it was just too cosy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I didn't leave, I'd probably still be there now. <laughs> so I made a decision to to move to London mm-hmm. and that's when my life experience really took off because I was totally outside my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody. Well, that was a bold move. Very big move, yeah, yeah. very big move. Um, but I learnt more in those two years because... When you go outside your comfort zone, you're forced to make decisions. And those decisions are the difference between whether or not you make it. Mm-hmm. And this is what really showed me my true character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard. I mean, 
I went there with a credit card and maybe sort of $2,000 in my bank account. So the exchange rate at the time was like really extreme. Mm-hmm. It was two and a half to one. So I basically, um, I was living on rice uh, for about three months and I sort of had about five pounds a day that I was allowed allowed to sort of spend to live on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really difficult because I was a, a really qualified and very well-respected personal trainer back home. Mm-hmm. And then when I went there, I didn't know anybody. And not only that, my resume was so extraordinary that I was handing it out to gyms and health clubs and they were going through my resume and they, they weren't believing it. Yeah. <laughs> because I had like, you know, Australian cricket team um, and a basketball team um, and, a, and a soccer team um, and an athlete and all of these re- re- referrals were in my resume mm-hmm. and they just weren't, <laughs> they weren't believing what, what my resume was saying. Mm-hmm. So it took me a good sort of, three months to find work Mm -hmm. and I had to downgrade myself from a personal trainer with all of this experience Mm -hmm. to a gym instructor which was Mm -hmm. basically making the difference was as a personal trainer I would have been making sort of 50 to 60 dollars an hour and as a gym instructor I was making eight pounds an hour Mm -hmm. but this was the start so I got my first job after three months of moving to London well that's big I would like to know what kept you going like why you could have flown back, right? Yeah, at any time. Yeah. Because I I took a two year visa, mm-hmm. and I was just my sheer determination to want to make it work. Okay. Was that that's that's the only reason, and I'm such a determined person, mm-hmm. and I got so much belief, um, in myself mm-hmm. that there was no way that I was going to come home. Mm-hmm. But there was always just in case I had to make a phone call, my mum and dad would have booked my flight home. There would have mm-hmm. been no worries. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a really um, interesting success story because Mm -hmm. um, from working at the health club, I then saw an opportunity and I approached the manager. Mm -hmm. And once we sort of got to know each other, I told her I do personal training and she allowed me to start training clients in the health club. Mm. And then what happened was I then started approaching everybody in the health club and my personality allowed me to gain about 20 clients Mm -hmm. over like four or five weeks. Mm. So much to a point where after I'd sort of gained, you know, my client list, a full client list, the manager come up to me and asked me if I would put together whatever my process was down um, as a sales process for the club. Mm. So what I did is I worked on a marketing plan and I called it a, a, a personal training sales process. And mm. I use this process to t- today, actually. Mm. Um, and all it is is basically connecting with people mm-hmm. and going through a basic questionnaire, mm-hmm. offering them a free personal training session and setting basic goals mm-hmm. and just working out and giving them some sort of hope or realistic um, destination on how to achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pretty simple standard process. Um, but I think... You know, this is where a lot of trainers and coaches, um, I think this is where they their downfall is. They don't work on their goals with their, with their clients mm. and they don't give um, a sort of realistic direction on, on, on where you're heading. 
Mm. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, one of the most important things as a coach is to determine where somebody needs to get to mm-hmm. and then work out saying, you know, and say, okay, well, I'm here at the moment, but I want to get to there. Okay, now as a coach, I need to work out the, the most direct route on how to get there. So mm-hmm. how are we going to do this? You know, is it we need to, to look at a meal plan? What sort of training program are we going to do? How much sleep are you getting? And once you sort of break down all the different parts of your life, what's stopping you from getting there, well, then the transformation happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the difference here with your approach is, from my own experience, is still the whole holistic view like you're not leaving anything aside because i believe a lot of clients we go to the personal trainers i have been also before you do have a goal the goal is to lose i don't know whatever five kilos or gain five kilos but then if you're not taking into account the whole the other factors of your life or the emotional being that's where it comes short you just go to the gym you're doing your routine but nothing is happening at the end yeah. Well, I guess the difference is then, um, you know, I've always related the emotional goals in with the goal setting process. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where the breath work really allows me to go deeper in and, you know, remove those blockages. Mm-hmm. I think what's very important actually about your technique also is that you let the client kind of, you're, you're listening to the client, you were listening to me. So I was actually giving you the what I would like to gain emotionally and what I would like to gain physically. That's actually a very interesting um, thing that you said there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, ultimately the client has the power. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have the power to transform. The coach is just facilitating that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now the better the coach is, they're able to assist you quickly. Okay. And what that means is that I basically show you how powerful you are. And by showing you how powerful you are, your transformation happens quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all. That's that's really that, that's the role of a coach, because I can't I can't explain what emotions you're feeling or what blockages mm-hmm. you have. Yeah. All I can do is show you how to access your superpower, mm-hmm. and show you how to get rid of those blockages, and show you how to empower yourself, and show you how to build resistance. And then, you know, once I open that door, you're the one that's got to walk through it. Yeah, yeah. But I find it so important, like working with you, what I experienced is that normally I have had this experience that I have this goal. Let's say I want to get more fit and I want to lose like, I don't know, three kilos. But then it's like it becomes obsession and like actually I'm not listening to my body. I'm not like listening to my emotions. I'm I'm not actually like empathetic or accepting my whole process i'm also like just after this goal and that's why it's such a short lasting if i ever get there even but like with your approach i felt like so good i couldn't wait for my next week's training and i feel that i've learned so much like through this process also that it's so important to to really love your body and listen to your body like really take it slower if i need to like i don't have to do like 50 push-ups straight like if i if i can't do it like that's not the point if i want to make it last it's really like listening to my body and tuning into it and that's what your training and your presence really i believe like you really 
doing it super well. Well, I've sort of moved away from the word goal now because what yeah. it is, it's it's your journey, mm-hmm. and your journey is your your lifestyle. It it's it's who you are. It's your reality. Mm-hmm. So that starts, you know, that 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 journey doesn't stop. Yeah, that journey is when you're sleeping. That journey is when you wake up. Yeah. So you know. The most important time is when you when you wake up in the morning, you need to wake up and you need to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And this is the time when you really need to tune in and listen to your intuition. And, you know, I've found, and this is personally, and this is how I, I train all of my, my clients, is that moment that they wake up, what they engage with and what they do, that sets the trend for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So my my first half an hour for me is I do my qigong practice, but I spent sort of ten or fifteen years working on breath work and meditation. Mm-hmm. Now that I've found qigong, qigong is sort of entwined three different practices in one for me. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I don't do breath work. Mm-hmm. I do breath work when I'm sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. I do breath work when I'm in the car. I. I've tapped breath work into my subconscious because I've done it for so long. So I call upon my tools when I need them. Mm -hmm. I do meditation when I want to take myself to a higher state or when I want clarity on on an answer or when I'm confused and I want, you know, I I need to receive a certain message. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have, as human beings, we are, you know, we need to understand that we are so extraordinarily, we are are so talented. Mm -hmm. We have so many gifts um you know it's to to sit here in in such a short time frame and to tell you what i know and how how much ability we have wouldn't actually do it justice Mm -hmm. this is where it comes down to your journey and you've really got to want to explore that Mm -hmm. you know we've got the pineal gland we've got the the chakras through the body Mm -hmm. we've got our life force we've got our energy we've got our heart and our brain you know, working in coherence. Mm-hmm. We've got our heart's intelligence. Yeah. You know, our heart runs on its own frequency. You know, we think that we, you know, what our eyes and what our ears and what our nose and what our five senses tell us. And what about what about the heart sense? What about our intuition? You know, that that's our most powerful sense. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're blind and we can't smell and we can't hear we still have this amazing sense that would still navigate us and still give us a fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the most talented people, you know, some of the most talented artists can't see. And the the best concert I ever went to was a Stevie Wonder concert. Mm -hmm. He had every single person in that crowd, 30, 35, 40,000 people standing up on the edge of their seats for three and a half hours dancing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's it's his energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's his energy. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have. That's what we are. But how did you uh, find out or how did you discover the energy? I think it's something that it takes practice. It's like if I said to you, I want you to do 50 push-ups, you're not going to be able to do it in the first day. It's going to take you time to get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... The best, the easiest way um, to progress in in this sort of area is to have a daily practice or have a meditational practice, and you only have to start off with five minutes a day. 
mm-hmm. and then build to 10 minutes a day and then move on from that. See, it's, it's when we go inside of ourselves, when we close our eyes and when we're in the present moment, that's where our power is. So you would say that meditation and breathwork were the like... Well, breathwork is a form of, of a breathing technique. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy breathing, hence the word breathwork. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you can actually do like meditation and focus on, on stomach breathing. Mm-hmm. When you breathe into the stomach, um, this is what where all the sensations. And after, you know, three or four minutes... If you're tuned in, what will happen is you'll start feeling sensations through the body. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is where you're connecting the mind and the breath and the body together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but don't go into the practice expecting anything. You need to sort of just be open-minded and allow the process to happen. But the more you do it, the more you start connecting the mind, the body and the breath together. And wherever the sensations come up, what happens is like, I might do a breathwork session or a meditation and I might be feeling nervous. Like, you know, I was feeling nervous today. So mm-hmm. I've done a breathwork session and usually my, my nerves come from the stomach or underneath the solar mm-hmm. plexus. So I breathe into that area and I take wherever you put your mind, wherever you put your mind on a certain area, that's where you bring your energy. Mm-hmm. So by putting my mind to that area, I'm bringing my energy there. And by bringing your energy there, you're helping that en- that that area to heal. Mm-hmm. And this is what qigong is. Mm-hmm. So qigong, meditation, breath work, you know, ultimately these are very ancient practices. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all have the same outcome, and that's where you put your mind is where you put your energy, and where you put your energy, that's where you heal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's mastering that three-way connection between body, mind, and energy. But do you remember like certain point in your life or in the practices where you discovered like, oh wow, like I I can feel the energy now, or I can feel it definitely, working, or definitely. So when I done my um, my level one qigong, we done an activation. There's an activation series that you need to do, mm-hmm. um, and it always sort of. I've always been a very highly intuitive person. My mm-hmm. mum's got psychic abilities, mm. uh, and I believe that I sort of followed um, in her footsteps. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a very highly intuitive person. I've always followed my intuition. Um, so when you do the the Qigong activation program, which I do with all my clients, it's mm-hmm. fundamentally so important. Everybody should do it. What you do is you visualize on um, a little area just above the navel. And it starts off with a little light in your stomach, in your lower dantian. Mm-hmm. And as you're breathing in, you're bringing um, chi energy to that light. And that light is gradually building up in, in energy. It's getting stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, it gets to its its strongest point and then it starts spinning in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember it was like the third day through the course. And because I'd always practiced meditation and, and breath work, without realizing, I already had a, a, a large amount of chi. I had a, a very strong chi field. Mm-hmm. But when, I, when the instructor gave me that instruction to imagine that bright thing spinning in my stomach, my whole body just electrified. Mm. 
And that's when I made the connection between my mind and what was happening internally. Mm-hmm. And what happens then is once the chi starts spinning in your stomach and the energy starts, the chi comes inside, what happens then is you then start moving it through the body. Mm-hmm. And you can actually feel it. Like every day I move the chi from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing the universal energy inside my body. Mm. Yeah, can you can you explain? I don't know if you said it, what chi is for someone who doesn't know. Okay, so chi is um, our external energy force. Mm-hmm. Some people say it's it's a life force, mm-hmm. okay, or our electric magnetic field, universal energy. Mm-hmm. Um, different practices call it different things, mm-hmm. um, but chi is our our energy field. Mm-hmm. So we all have energy inside us. Obviously, you know, and this is where emotions and understanding emotions. Um, actually simplifies it more because emotions either empower us or disempower us Mm -hmm. and if you're running on negative emotions well then you're losing energy Mm -hmm. so every person that has a negative experience on you or every moment that has a negative experience you're draining your energy Mm -hmm. every person that empowers you they're going to give you energy Mm -hmm. you're either either moving forward or you're coming down Mm -hmm. okay and it's not until you're aware of this until you just stay in that area of um, positive empowerment. So, you know, and it's not to say that I don't have negative moments. Like, yeah. that's, of course. You we know, all do. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess I use those negative moments as, as a time to sort of transform. And I guess I don't stay in those negative moments and yeah. I don't let that negative energy affect me. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the difference. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I think it's it's about this transformation. It's about learning how to accept and then transform, like to choose what you want to experience, like go from the low to high again, or you know, getting the lessons what we were speaking about before. The challenges are always there for us to grow. Absolutely, and I think yeah. the, the the best thing about it is. Um, the quicker you become aware of your energy and the quicker you stay in an empowered uh, position, what happens is you start transforming everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as a father, um, you know, that's probably my my greatest achievement is that my kids um, have an abundance amount of joy around them and love mm-hmm. because that's the energy that I give them. Yeah, yeah, you told me incredible stories about how you're raising your kids, like some of the examples of how you're teaching them the emotional intelligence. Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, it's so fundamentally important for, you know, Mm -hmm. for a developing mind is to understand the difference between joy and love and sadness Mm -hmm. and happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, this is my mission now is to to help out as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if I can get into some school program or even develop some early learning emotional intelligence class or something, I'm, I'm, I'm all there for it 100%. Mm-hmm. So basically what I do with my kids is sort of little emotional learning exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sort of draw little hearts and mm-hmm. we put positive and uh, positive emotions on one side and negative emotions on the other. And then I make them determine which one goes in the heart and which one goes down there just to sort of make them more emotionally aware of what's mm-hmm. positive and what's negative negative. Mm-hmm. and then once we're sort of finished with that that goes on the wall 
So in their room, it's sort of decorated with these amazing little, um, you know, emotional intelligence yeah. sketches. And I guess the the um, the determining factor of the success here is that, you know, and I'm I'm going to brag about it is that my kids tell me at least you know eight to ten times a day that they love me. Mm-hmm. So that means to me that they're acknowledging what love is and mm-hmm. they're feeling love within that environment. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, hands down, that's my greatest achievement is that my kids not only are aware, but they want to express their love. Yes, that's so beautiful. Like how many of us wanted to feel this way when we were young kids, right? Like how many families are not saying I love you even? Like it's not norm. Well, I can't like, you know, my my dad not that he didn't want to do it but yeah. it just wasn't part of his upbringing it wasn't yeah. part of his culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so i'm i want to change that mm-hmm. you know i want my kids to stay in that abundant love state mm-hmm. beautiful mm. mm-hmm. but what happened then from london from your gym okay so journey. um i then started doing the personal <clears throat> training within the club mm-hmm. i put together the personal training sales process for the mm-hmm. manager um, and I then become the so the Cannons Fitness Club that I was working for is a franchise mm-hmm. and there's like 150 clubs within London that spread out all around the UK mm-hmm. my training manual become the main training manual for the whole country mm. so then what happened is I then started working in a manager position mm-hmm. as the head personal trainer for the whole Cannons Fitness Club wow um, and that sort of happened very quickly within within six months. Mm-hmm. Um, then my reputation got out there. I got contacted by um, a member of um, Manchester Football Club. Mm-hmm. I started working with a very exclusive group of players. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my client rate went from like 30 euros, uh, 30 pounds an hour to like 120. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started training billionaires and celebrities and flying all around Europe for six months training mm. um, the A-class, which was an, an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on, on a yacht in Saint-Tropez for a month all over summer training clients. Mm. Um, and then I basically met a beautiful Estonian woman who became my wife and is my wife today. We have three kids. And that's when this is how my journey in, in Estonia all began. It's because I, I married the love of my life, my soulmate, mm-hmm. um, my Estonian wife. And we moved here two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much how my journey sort of transpired so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. I'm happy. I'm so glad you have this beautiful Estonian wife and this family that brought you here. And I, I can tell you, like, the Estonian experience and... like. It's such an amazing, it's such an extraordinary um, country. Mm. The Estonian people are so spiritually connected to their earth. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel it. And I had this, I had this experience the first day I got to Estonia, on the first sort of um, time I come to Estonia. I remember walking down the main street and there was like a parade. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had no idea what it was about. And I had no idea where we were going either. Um, and there was like and a breathtaking um, moment. There was like these all these school kids in their uniforms 
and different kids had different flags and they were singing different songs. Mm-hmm. And unbeknown to me, we were all walking towards this stadium. And we entered the stadium and I still had no idea what was going on. And then it started getting dark and there was like a whole hillside of candles. <laughs> and every stone, every single person around me was just singing the same song. And I, I have no idea because I don't speak, I had no idea what they were singing. Mm-hmm. But the intensity of the feeling and the emotion that was in that crowd will actually live with me forever. Mm. That was such a powerful moment. Mm-hmm. And whatever that was, that energy is just spectacular. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And that's when that moment alone, that's when I wanted to be part of Estonia. Mm. Because I've never I never felt that that before. Never felt that connection with so many people. Mm-hmm. And I think there was there's a deeper level of consciousness happening there collectively. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard too. It's hard for me to comment because I am like half Estonian, but yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Like that we are also like collectively very spiritual because on the other side we are not religious at all. So (laughs) it's it's definitely a deep spirituality, and it's connected to the earth, to the forest, something. Mm -hmm. And this is why I love being here, and I I I feel it, and I want to be part of it, and Mm. I want my kids to be part of it as well. Mm -hmm. So. You know, for now, and I could say probably for the rest of my life, Estonia is going to hold a very significant part of my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm going through a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really where it's going to amplify. So at the moment, I'm... Yeah, the environment is very supportive here. It's incredible. And, you know, get to meet amazing people like yourself. Mm. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So at the moment, I am in a process of developing... Uh, a wellness app mm-hmm. and that's another um you know strong reason why i'm here mm-hmm. is because it's a the silicon valley of europe mm-hmm. so to speak yep so very we, excited about it we're gonna have another episode absolutely in time absolutely. about it yeah i'm looking forward to it look i'm i'm right where i need to be um mm-hmm. i have an amazing you know support group around me mm-hmm. thank to yourself as well um, I'm just fortunate and I'm blessed that I, I get to do what I love and I get to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so is this your mission right now? To empower as many people from every moment in every way I can. Mm-hmm. That's that's my only mission. Mm-hmm. So how can people get in touch with you? Okay, so I've only just, you know, after 25 years, I've just recently started my Instagram page, which mm. is great. I actually love filming content. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can they can reach out to me on my social media platform. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've got a website, so happy to help you. Even if it's just you know a once-off consultation, uh, I can help set up um, you know setting your goals or your journey or your direction. Or if you want to go sort of more involved and you want to learn some breathing techniques or mm-hmm. some energy movement through qigong, um, whichever way I can help. You know, I, I'm actually blessed to be able to help you. Yes, and that I can say, like everybody who's listening right now or watching this episode, like don't be scared. Nick is really here for helping. Like because we have so much shame around, oh my God, how can I write this person? Like uh, maybe he doesn't have time, maybe he's not interested, like, you know. Absolutely not. So yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's let go of all that shame and guilt. And uh, I know that you are also this type of person who just, so openly willing to help and 
I, I recommend everybody to thank you to be open. Uh, but how is the process if someone is uh, getting in touch with you? Like, let's say that I want to work with you. Like, I have a goal. I want to be better physically. Uh, but maybe also now that I have heard the podcast, I'm also like sure. eager about the emotional work and maybe even energy work. Like, can you tell me like how how does it work? Okay, so it'll be. Um, uh, a one hour or a two hour consultation where I'll sit down and we'll just have a you know, a basic chat like we're, we're having now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a process of um, getting information and then based on that information that I get, then I will start guiding you to what I feel that, that you, you'll need. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always going to be based on emotionally where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and your goals are going to play a factor in it as well, physical, emotional, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's it's really just a case of feeling it at the moment what direction we need to go in. And then what we'll do is our, our second session will sort of be more involved in, um, in goal setting um, and then working on the physical goals as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've got a whole team of people around me. It's not just myself. Um, you know, I work with a... An amazing nutritionist we can set up your diet plans mm-hmm. um, obviously I take care of all the you know the, the physical um, all the training um, you know I love doing boxing pad work um, there's the weight training the strengths the flexibility the mobility the swimming the running um, all of you know all of the all the physical sides covered um, you know if the weight loss or strength and conditioning um, but Really, like like we've said through the podcast, fundamentally, it's it's working through all the um, the emotional blockages mm-hmm. and getting the best out of you and making you understand that you are connected to an energy field. And when you do feel lethargic and when you're feeling lack of energy, how to get energy back and how not to lose energy. So you know, these are tools that I've sort of you know I've studied and learned over many years. And what I've done is I've been able to refine it in a very effective, nice little package mm-hmm. so that by the time we have the first consultation, after a month, you've already transformed mm-hmm. and then you're well and truly on your way to um, to basically achieving your goals and being mm-hmm. successful in, in whatever way you want. Mm-hmm. And I find that um, once people work on these areas, their whole life transforms. They become you know, better in their career, they become better in their relationships. They become a better person. Once you become a better person from inside, it transpires in every part of your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's super important. I just wanted to ask, like, why? Why would someone do it? Like, what's the why? But you already touched upon it. It's it's well. First of all, when we are being physical and actually getting more fit and more strength into our body, and when we're moving, clearly it has so many benefits right of course so you know you've got the physical um aspect of it mm-hmm. and obviously we all want to we all want to feel fitter we want to feel more energetic um you know then there's there's a, there's a sense of um you know pride and there's a sense of feeling good and eating good foods you know that there's a whole lifestyle around how you feel yeah but then there's the emotional side as well and if if mm-hmm. we feel more joy and we feel more love and we feel more compassion and we practice gratitude well then you know everything sort of you got to understand that 
all of these things tie in together. Mm-hmm. Our spirituality, um, our emotions, our physical, mm-hmm. they're all tie in together. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you can't really have one without the other. Mm-hmm. And this is the difference between, you know, what I practice and most other trainers is mm-hmm. I'll work on all of the states. Mm-hmm. You know, and spirituality is, is probably you know, just as important as everything else. And mm-hmm. this is where you know, really need to be mindful is that we are a spirit. You know, mm-hmm. we have a soul. And are we giving our soul, you know, the energy that it needs? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like like you said beautiful is like you are going to be more fulfilled and happy and joyous like that's what it's all about yeah yeah Yeah. and i wanted to emphasize that also that you do have like so many different practices that actually like we were training just at my home so we don't have to go to the gym you don't you don't have to go you know have the membership if you prefer to do it in your own home then that's totally possible and that's probably more my style is because you know most people feel comfortable in their own environment Mm -hmm. and you know i've developed so many different training techniques you know i don't need a gym full of a million dollar state-of-the-art equipment Mm -hmm. you know all the exercises we can do are all body weight exercises like push-ups and squats Mm -hmm. and um, crunches and Mm -hmm. or uh, boxing even which is beautiful yeah look i've spent 25 years developing exercises and i've got you know, there's so many different programs and mm-hmm. my my Instagram page is, is full of different home exercises that you mm-hmm. can do or even just reach out to me and send me a message or, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be happy to even sit down and, and help you with a, with, a, with a home exercise program. Mm-hmm. So look, at, at the end of the day, the key word is change. Mm-hmm. And if you want the best out of life, well, then you need to make a change. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that change starts now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Yeah. It starts now. You know? Don't wait. Yes. Don't wait. Don't wait. Yeah. You're yeah. you're only wasting your own life if you wait. Exactly. There's so much happiness and there's so much energy and there's so much positivity out there in the universe. Mm-hmm. Don't let somebody else get it. Go on, you get it. Yeah. You own it. You should. Exactly. You are the creator of your life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for being here. Like it's it's been a pleasure. My pleasure. And uh, final question, because our podcast is called No Limits. What does no limits mean to you? No limits would mean reaching for the end of the universe and having nothing that can stop you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening and feel free to share or send it to the friend who you think needs it. And uh, we are so eager and um, happy to hear your comments. Thank you.